Thanks for tuning in again to Seven Figure Fitness Business. I'm here today with the incredible Iggy Odigizua, and we have a brilliant episode for you about why your daily to-do list is killing your business. So what we're going to talk about, just to begin with, I have a story with this because for me, Iggy, unlike yourself, I have often struggled with task allocation and sort of identifying the right tasks. You know, for those of you that don't know, before being in the uh, the fitness industry online, I was a personal trainer for 10 years. And uh, my story was quite different in the sense that I struggled a lot. I was a great trainer, but I wasn't necessarily growing my business. I was becoming more and more stressed. I was feeling guilty. I had debt at a certain point in time. And a lot of the time I felt like I was working really, really hard to grow things and just not really having any sort of major outcomes. And what it's become apparent to me working with people like Iggy and Andrew G and other sort of colleagues and mentors in this space in the last sort of four years, it's shown me that what I was actually doing, in fact, Iggy, is that I was task addicted and orientated and I wasn't so focused on specific outcomes. So essentially, I was completely unable to look at where I was now, you know, the situation I was in and the person I was and where I wanted to get to and the person I needed to become, I wasn't able to sort of work out how to walk that person A to person B or to location B because I would determine these amazing goals and I wouldn't sort of realistically break down the tasks that needed to be completed. Now, I know, Iggy, your story is very different to that. So why don't you quickly sort of discuss your situation going through school and, and, and afterwards? Yeah, when I used to go through school, I used to, I don't, I, so I have three brothers, so there's four boys total, and my mom was a single mother, and she'd always look forward to us coming home and having a ton of homework to do, because then we'd be busy doing homework, and she can just relax and watch her shows, but I would never come home with homework, and I'd get to play video games and just do whatever I want, and she'd get really frustrated, like, Iggy. Why aren't you doing your homework? We're like, mom, I don't have any homework. She was like, what do you mean you don't have any homework? All your brothers have homework. Why don't you have homework? And so she'd always look at my progress report and I'd be getting A's and B's. She'd go to my t- teachers and ask them, hey, why aren't you giving my son any homework? <laughs> so it got to a point where I had to explain to her that I was doing all of my homework at school because I hated bringing it home. So I had essentially calculated how much time was being wasted during the school day. So from the time that we are at school, we get about 30 minutes before you have to start going to your classes. And then when we arrive at our classes, then the teacher takes about 15 minutes before they officially start class. And this is for every single class. I calculate like, okay, if I get to school at the normal time, I can go to my first class 30 minutes early and get about 45 minutes to start working on my homework. And then I would have 15 minutes if I get to each class early to start working on every single assignment. And by the time I was done with my day, I was done with all of my homework. So I wouldn't have any homework to bring home. So I was just looking at it like, how can I just maximize my time so I didn't have to do what I hated to do during my free time, which was homework. So I was like, I have to do it at school, figure out how I can get it done during the day. (laughs) So I can do whatever I want when I got home. (laughs) I'm not sure what like your brothers are like, man, but it sounds like you were literally like the golden child. You didn't give your your mom a headache at all. No, she hated the fact that I'd come home and just do nothing but play video games. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess you're, you're prioritizing your time. And you know, this really is, it's such a powerful point because 
the difference between myself and Iggy back then is that ultimately he was using his time effectively and in, in really what was an analytical way. I mean, he kind of assessed the situation and that allowed him to have you know, lots of free time to do what he wanted. Whereas in my case, basically I felt like I was constantly busy, constantly working hard. And I just wasn't actually getting out of that sort of hamster wheel or getting, you know, out of the rat race, so to speak. And so it was leaving me constantly stressed. And it really is like, I remember reading um, Craig Ballantyne's book, The Perfect Day Formula, where he talks about the fact that basically, you know, I'm going to paraphrase here, structure creates freedom. And we have this kind of inaccurate view that creating structure and systems in our life is like too regimented, right? But ultimately, yeah. when we create that structure, we're able to use that to allocate key time to key tasks that give us freedom very, very soon down the line. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people think when you're too structured, you're like stiff and rigid, right? Yeah. But if you yeah. think about it, the human body is incredibly structured but you can be very, very flexible. So it's the same thing. If you have that structure is what gives you the ability to be flexible. When you don't have the structure, you're, your life is chaotic and you feel like yep. you're not flexible at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, right? not, it's not that dissimilar to like say someone when it comes to money. Think about person A and person B. Now, person A goes out there, they enjoy themselves, they buy everything that they want as soon as they want it. But every time they go to sleep at night, they have that underlying stress that keeps them awake, which is that, hey, I don't have any money, I'm broke, why do I keep feeling like this? And then you've got person B who, you know, they create a plan, they, do, they determine what they want and why they want it. And so sometimes in the moment, they're able to, you know, I guess, turn down those immediate pleasures for long-term gain. Now, when they go to sleep at night, they sleep like a baby because they know that they have money in the bank. They know that they are moving towards a certain goal and that that is creating for them once again, freedom. So, exactly. you know, you can apply it in any sort of area, but this is really about helping people learn how to get organized about what they want and start putting off short-term pleasures for long-term gain. Yeah. And when you get good at it, then you start to realize that you can really have a life that's flexible, that allows you to really have the freedom that you want, but then also allow you to have the income and the impact that you want. Yeah. Now, we've got a list of five things that we mapped out, Iggy, that we felt were extremely important in terms of getting things done more effectively, more efficiently, and ultimately giving you that freedom that you desire to have, be it financial, geographical, time, whatever. So I'm going to just go through the list quickly from top to bottom, and then we're going to go back and unpack them one by one. So first, we've got think very clearly about what you want. Then we have learning how to separate which tasks move the needle from those that don't. Three is aggressively eliminate busy work from your schedule. Four is to take action only on the key tasks which actually make you money or give you time. And then five is to hold yourself accountable with very clear goals and set deadlines. So let's go to number one and we're just gonna really unpack these as we go. So the first one is, as I said, it's think very clearly about what you want. So I guess when you're going about this process Iggy, how do you unpack this? I think about what is the ultimate objective? Like, I mean, yeah. with my high school example, I wanted to be able to play video games when I got home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I knew with my mom not doing my homework wasn't an option. So I was like, all right, the ultimate thing that I wanted, I wanted to come home, relax and play video games. Right. Yeah. So I had to look at my day and like, all right, how can I get this done 
so that by the time I got home, I can still enjoy my video game. So you gotta get really, really clear about your goals. As ridiculous as that example was, it was a big enough motivator <laughs> for me to get really creative about my time. So when you think about how your what your goals are with your life, you gotta think, okay, what is your ultimate goal? Like, what do you wanna be able to do with your life and how do you want your schedule to look? What are the things you wanna be able to enjoy in the evening? What are things you want to be able to enjoy with your family? Things like that. Get really, really clear about what those things are. Yeah. And then so that's getting clear about your personal life, your lifestyle, your objectives and things like that. And then get clear about your business goals. What does your business need to be producing that's going to allow you to have that kind of lifestyle? And then you can start to focus on knocking out like the action steps that you need for your business and starting to think about the leverage tasks and the things that you need to be doing inside of your business, on your business, and things you need to be doing to grow your business so that you can have the kind of lifestyle that you want, right? Yeah, yeah. I love your I love your story about the video games. I really do. You know, it sounds so silly because obviously we're talking more about business here, but the fact is, is that every afternoon when you got home and you sort of had your feet up and you were playing video games, stress-free, right? All you had to do was deal with your mom nagging you because she thought you were like, you know, throwing <laughs> off your homework, right? But, you know, deep down, I bet you had that real sense of calm knowing that everything was done. Whereas for me, I might still have been playing video games, but I guarantee you I wasn't enjoying them as much as you because I had that nagging thought in the back of my mind that I was prioritizing something um, less important, like at least in terms of what I needed to be doing. And I had that task being my homework that probably wasn't being completed. I was thinking about the teacher telling me off, about getting less marks, about sort of disappointing my parents. But at the same time, you know, I was still choosing sometimes to do the other things. So, you know, it's just so powerful and freeing when you actually do start to complete key tasks with regularity. Exactly. And that's what allows you to start to have that freedom, just that mental freedom that you have when you get to your end of your day and you know you've done everything that you needed to do and yep. everything you did that day was in alignment with where your business needs to be that yep. allows you to have the lifestyle that you want, yep. right? And when you get really clear on what those things are, you need to understand like what is your lifestyle that you want ultimately to be able to have, right? What do you want to be able to do with your family? What do you want to be able to do with your personal life? And then where do you need to be with your business to get there? So once you have those clear ideas and they have a clear vision of what that looks like, now we can start to map out what you need to be doing on a day-to-day basis and start getting into the into the trenches of what you need to do that's more practical. Yeah, I think there's some great stuff in that. And you know, and honestly, you know, what also probably helped me the most, the defining moment that really changed me in this area, Iggy, it wasn't just thinking about the desired outcomes in terms of like what I wanted to have, what I wanted my life to look like. What really kind of triggered something in me was to think when, I think I read it in when I started reading personal development literature, but it was when people said, hey, like, yeah, sure, you're at position A and you want to get to position B, but rather than thinking about those things, start thinking about the person that you need to be to get there and start asking yourself what decisions would that person make? What questions would they be asking themselves? What demands would they be placing on themselves to get to that spot? And if you can start being person B, but in position A, it won't take very long at all before you start to get to position B as well. Absolutely, 100%. You have to start thinking the like the person that you want to become, right? To have whatever outcome you desire. Yeah. Now, the second point that we had, which I think this one's such a powerful one, and I think so many people struggle with this, it's learning how to separate 
which tasks move the needle from those that don't. And I know in this sense, you wanted to specifically talk about your time value ladder. So do you want to sort of run through the details on that? Yeah. So the time value ladder is essentially something that I learned from, I think this guy named Jimmy. I don't remember which coaching program that I, that I went, that I invested in to just kind of get a, a clear framework for it. But essentially the way that you set it up is you assign a dollar figure to tasks that you're doing per hour, right? So the three main tasks, so you have tasks that, that grow your business, yeah. right? What are you doing to grow your business, to put your, your brand and your product in front of more prospective customers and things like that. And so you pay yourself $100 an hour for every task that you're doing to grow your business. Now, obviously, if you're the business owner, you're billing yourself and like, all right, this is what I, if I'm going to be an employee, this is how I'm going to pay myself as I'm growing the business. Right. And then the task that you're doing to improve the processes in your business, you pay yourself $50 an hour to do those types of tasks. Yeah. And then the tasks that you do to work in your business, you're paying yourself $10 an hour to do those tasks. So you start to get a really clear idea on what you need to be focusing your time on. And if you like to make money and you value your time, I'm not going to be wasting my time on $10 tasks. <laughs> Right. I'm not I'm not going to be wasting my time with $10 tasks. I want to be getting paid over $100 an hour. So I'm going to be focusing my time and effort on the tasks that are going to yield the biggest results. So having this type of value that you assign to different tasks allows you to kind of gamify it. Right. If I have to do $10 tasks in my business, I guarantee you I'm going to be doing that at the very end of the day and making sure I'm getting the most bang out of my out of the buck for for my day. Right. So that's how you go about being able to separate like the busy work from the tasks that are actually moving the needle on your business. Yeah. Something that I have initially had a lot of resistance to, and now I love it, Iggy, is when we create a system. So let's say, for example, if there's a, if there's a task that is incredibly important that needs to be done. And basically, I don't necessarily enjoy that task, but I might be good at it. I don't want to see myself doing that long term. Effectively, I don't consider it to be my highest value task. I can do other tasks that may be worth more. Well, I love creating a system that makes that process simplistic and easy to follow and then giving it to somebody else who will take that task and enjoy it and do it better than I could have perhaps. That yeah. to me is one of the most freeing things that you can possibly do. And I know this is, I'm preaching to the choir here because this is literally your, your area of genius, but it really does give you such a sense of freedom every time you give away a task, having created a great system to replace it. Absolutely. And that's what typically I'm building systems to outsource the $10 task <laughs> and get as much of those things off my plate as possible. So any $10 task that you're doing right now, and this would be a good exercise for some of you guys. Look at your day like you don't want to because we're naive, right? We could be thinking, OK, this week I'm going to have all these $100 tasks in my schedule. Look at your previous day and look at last week. And do a time audit and figure out what did I spend my day doing last week and start to make a list of all the different things that you did and then assign value to all the different tasks. And you'll be shocked to realize that you're probably spending 90% of your time on $10 tasks. And if you're like most people, you're wasting time scrolling through social media, not doing anything. So you're not even making, you can't even assign a value yeah. to those times that are being wasted. You're making no money during those time periods. Right. So do like a time audit and look at realistically and look at your time objectively. But all right, what did I spend my day doing the last few days? 
start looking at how much time is being wasted and how much time is being spent on $10 tasks. Yeah, so what we're starting to do now is we're segueing right into the third topic, which is basically aggressively eliminating busy work from your schedule. And nothing's more important because these are the tasks that drag you down, that get you feeling stuck, that have you feeling you know, wired and fatigued all the time and unable to be present because you're effectively getting shit done that actually has no impact. And these are the exact tasks that give you a very small sense of happiness, kind of like eating a, a Big Mac, but then afterwards you think, oh, why'd I eat that? You know, like, why, why'd I do that? You know, so, so basically like when it comes down to it, if you look at your daily to-do list and it's full and you're getting things done and you still feel stressed out, I can pretty much guarantee you that you're choosing the wrong things to complete. Yeah. And it's kind of like running on a treadmill. Right. Whereas like you're running on a treadmill and you're expending a lot of energy. But if you're looking at the distance that you're the progress you're making, you're not making any real measurable progress in terms of like distance being covered yeah. in the way of moving forward. Right. And a lot of people are kind of like that, where it's like they get on the, on the treadmill of their business and they're expending all this energy getting nowhere. And in the moment, you feel good for all the work that you've done. But when you start to look at the progress that's being made, you're really not getting anywhere. And that's why you look at it on a month to month. It's like you're the same place this year that you yeah. were last year. So one thing I've started doing in the way that I sort of lay out my day is, and it looks like a reasonable list, but it's not when you break it down. I usually have between one, two, and three major tasks that get the needle moving forward. Those are the number one. If I don't get those completed, I've failed the day in, in my yeah. mind. But I actually assign time to relaxation, which I know sounds crazy, but like even just simple things that actually allow me to, to switch off. Uh, and that's, that's really, really important. And then I just have simple things that like, they're not essential, but they're like little reminders. Like, hey, remember to do this. Remember to book this appointment, stuff like that. But ultimately, if I get everything on that list completed, but I fail to get one of the key tasks completed, it's not a successful day. And I think that's the way that people have to start analyzing is that if you actually really break down what matters, you know, you either have to be getting those things done or making sure that if they're not completed in the earlier part of the day, then you have to take things away from other areas that are less important, be it relaxation or be it reminders and just eliminate them and use that time to complete your, your key list. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So the fourth one is where we're basically breaking down taking action on the key tasks which make you money. And we've sort of got four groupings here of the tasks that actually matter. If you're not doing these tasks, chances are you're working on stuff that doesn't really matter, doesn't make you money, doesn't give you time, doesn't give you freedom. So the first one is lead generation. The second one is booking appointments. The, th the third one is actually making sales. And the fourth one is delivery. Is there anything specifically that you want to add to those listings there, Iggy? I think those are those are perfect. We'll probably need to just unpack each one a little bit more. Cool. Let's start with lead gen then. Yeah, so lead gen would be what you would I would consider to be a hundred dollar task, a hundred dollar an hour task. You know, and these are things that you're doing to put your business in front of more eyeballs. So that could be creating content, running ads. I'm saying in emails, like different things like that. What are you doing to generate leads and get your, your service, get your business, get your brand in front of more eyeballs to generate opportunities for yourself, right? So anything that goes into that bucket, 
that'll be considered like things that you're doing to really grow your business. Okay, that's good. So yeah, basically really, really powerful stuff. Obviously every business, the lifeblood of it is lead generation. So if you don't have leads, you don't have anything. It's like, you know, a, a business can kind of seem like a large bucket with holes going through it. And then you have a tap on and the tap is basically your lead flow. If you have a dribble of lead flow going in, it doesn't matter how good you are at filling the holes in the bucket, nothing else is gonna matter. So you have to turn that tap on enough that you then start having other problems further down the line. The second area that we mentioned was booking appointments. So what's like the process involved with actually being able to do that? So like with booking appointments, um, especially for like an online fitness business is having actual conversations, sales conversations with prospective clients that turn into consultations Mm -hmm. and appointments in the actual calendar. So, and that's really just having conversations with prospect, prospecting, initiating conversations and turning those conversations into bookings and Mm -hmm. opportunities in your calendar. Yeah. So some really simple examples of this would be that, you know, people have kind of looked at your stuff, they've clicked into an opt-in or something like that. And now you might be chatting to them in either ManyChat or Facebook Messenger or something along those lines, right? Exactly. So any channel that you're using to have like actual personalized conversation with your prospects, that'll be a part of like generating the bookings. Yeah. And I suppose one of the differences between say paid ads and organic is that if you're doing it organically, you're probably reaching out to people and like sort of the equivalent of like door knocking, like cold DMing, you know, going into groups to find people. Whereas if you're doing paid ad strategies, typically these people have opted in. So the people that weren't interested, they've already, you know, they've already kind of either discarded your ad or they're not interested. That is one of the real benefits in conversations if you do paid is that basically you're dealing with people that have actually opted in. So they don't feel like you're kind of invading their space. Yeah, you get to you get to put your ads in front of people who are interested in what you have to offer. Yep. Now, sales, obviously, people usually think of sales as selling over the phone. It doesn't have to be selling over the phone. It depends on what you're selling. If you're selling a lower ticket offer, you might be selling off a landing page. You might be selling over Messenger. But typically, once we're talking about high ticket fitness, which is what we help people with, it, it really needs to be sold via a sales call. And I guess the biggest thing when it comes to sales is just understanding really, I like to think of two things. It's about your conversion rates, but it's also about your efficiency. So I love not only helping people close at a better level and enjoying the process of selling more through increased skill and understanding, but also if I can find someone that's selling at 75% in 60 minutes and I can get them to sell at 75% in 30 minutes, I've literally just doubled their efficiency in their sales. So now they can either A, take twice as many calls or they can put their feet up and go and play video games. (laughs) whatever they like to do, you know, in the remaining time they've got, you know? So that's another thing is it's like just generating sales in an efficient manner. Anything you'd add to sales? I think even with all these different things that we're mentioning, based on kind of where you're at in your business, some of these tasks go from being like a hundred dollar task, to like $50 tasks or like $10 tasks at the level that you're at in your business. So like right now in the fitness business, Taking sales calls for AP would be a $10 task, right? Whereas like for you, your biggest, highest leverage task for growing the business is actually training and finding really, really good sales reps that that can take the sales for you, right? So I mean, basically, uh, go ahead. I was going to say like at one stage, the most important system I was doing was actually learning how to sell and creating a system for it. And then basically the next task became using that system to 
find, hire, train, and manage our sales team. And now they are just running. They're such a tight ship. They're amazing salespeople. So really, it means that I'm not spending any time really at all in that business doing sales. I'm spending time on the business, continuing to evolve our sales process and the training that our team undertakes. Yeah. So when you're starting out, if you're a complete beginner, all these tasks that we just listed out, those are all $100 tasks for you when you're when you're starting out, right? You need to be doing the lead generation. You need to be booking the appointments, booking appointments. You need to be taking the sales calls, making sales. You need to be providing the delivery. For you, those are all $100 tasks. And then as you start to grow, now some of those tasks become less $100 yeah. tasks and more like, okay, you need to outsource it. <laughs> Well, I mean, eventually you may outsource all. I mean, that could be the long-term goal is that eventually your systems are so good that eventually you outsource, um, you know, because with delivery, I mean, that was the fourth one that we didn't actually get to. But that typically for most coaches, given the dollar value assigned by the market to that task, it is typically the first task that you would give away outside of like, you know, administrative tasks, right? Yeah, absolutely. So once you get to a point where you have enough cash coming into the business, to where it makes sense for you to hire a coach. Now yeah. that task for delivering to your clients, I would say around like 50, if you have like 50 clients, active clients per month, your delivery task is probably becoming like a $10, $10 item. Like that's, yeah. you need to get an assistant coach and outsource that part of the business because that's no longer the most important avenue right now. Yeah. In, in choosing when a task becomes $10, effectively, it becomes $10 when your system to replace yourself out of that is good enough. So say for you can't just hire a coach who's half as good as you, put them in there and say, there you go, because they're not going to be able to do it. So then immediately, fulfillment becomes a, a very expensive, like a $50 or $100 task again, because it turns out if you're not in there doing it and you've got some average coach who's terrible, you're losing yeah. members. That's costing you money. That's costing you reputation. So you can't just say, right, I don't want to do conversations or bookings anymore and then exit out of it. You have to have a system in place to make sure that there's going to be a high degree of quality. And then all you need to do is be able to manage that. Absolutely. So even if you look at the value ladder hierarchy, so you go $100 task, right? As you're, If you're doing it at the beginning, that is a $100 task, right? Yeah. And then as you start to scale now, your $100 task becomes building the system to automate that process so that you can be more efficient with your time, right? And then once you have the system in place, now your next task is actually outsourcing it because because with the system, this $100 task turned into a $10 task that you can outsource to anybody. Yeah, 100%. All right, awesome. Well, I guess the last one we've got then is just the holding yourself accountable with clear goals and, and deadlines. And I'd add to this as well that I think it's important with accountability for goals and deadlines that there is also some sort of a reward system for actually completion. You don't have to reward yourself all the time, but there has to be some reward that you actually have that drives you to, to feel you know, accomplished when you complete certain tasks. And obviously, you probably need to have some clear clarity of like what happens if you don't. So when it comes to like how you hold yourself accountable, how do you go about that process, Iggy? For me, I like to set deadlines for when yep. certain things need to be done. So let's say the goal last week that we set for ourselves was we need to have some trainings recorded mm -hmm. that we can use. I got sick over the weekend and I normally like to work out in the morning so I was like, all right, for me, first thing in the morning, I got up at six o'clock in the morning and I was like, the first thing I'm going to do, brush my teeth, wash my face and knock this task out. 
right? Because I know for me, that was a very high leverage task as a hundred dollar task that needs to be done before I get to do something that I normally enjoy. So I knocked that out first thing and then did my workout afterwards. So for me, when I set those deadlines, I'm like, all right, this is the deadline. This is the day that this thing, specific thing needs to be done by. And if I don't have it done by then, everything else that I would normally do gets moved to the side and this becomes the top priority. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Like we, we do weekly meetings where we sort of discuss our goals and our priorities each week as a team. And it's, you know, you, me and, and, and Gosen. And one of the things that I love about that is we when we assign tasks and it's very easy to see clearly what we each need to be getting done. And there's lots of times still to this day that I'll wake up and I'll go, oh, I've got to film that video today, you know? And then, you know, you, you guys like listen to this, you'll probably get this. Like when you've got a video to be done, sometimes a video it sounds so easy in concept, but you want to you want to make sure it's it's good content, right? So you got to sort of think about the content, then you got to start filming it. You got to have some takes where it's good and it's bad, and it can be yeah. like you know the idea of doing it. It can be an intimidating task, but I'll tell you what: like, there's nothing better than having a task, sitting down and going, "I'm just going to assign the next hour to get this bad boy completed," and the next thing you know, you've done it, and it's just this incredible sense of completion. Yeah, I, I really like love that feeling. Same here, like getting that done this morning, I felt fantastic. You know, I was like, all right, sweet, this is done. And this is really important that needs to be done for the team and yeah. so that we can continue to grow the business. I was like, yeah, this is done. So I typically make sure like the highest leverage task, I have time specific blocked out to do those things in the morning just so I can get out of the way, right? Because in the evening, I want to be able to kick back and play video games, <laughs> right? So it's the same concept. <laughs> I haven't changed at all. I, I try to get all those things done during the day because yeah. I know my cutoff is like 6 p.m. I need to be done so I can spend yeah. time with my girl, spend time um, with my family and just be able to do things that I really enjoy. So I don't want to compromise those things. I'm like, how can I get this done during the day so that my reward is being able to relax and know that I can spend time with my family and those that matter to me and not be checking my phone constantly seeing, okay, what's going on with work? Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, I hope people listening got a lot of value out of this episode. And I guess like just to summarize what, we're, what we've spoken about really here, because we've spoken about some things, but ultimately what this is all about is helping you get more done in less time. And so effectively that can mean more money. It can mean security. It can mean getting out of debt. It can mean getting ahead. It can mean buying property. There's all sorts of things here. It gets you in a position where you start to have freedom. So it's definitely about reducing stress. It can be about being more present and focused when you're spending time with your friends and family and being able to switch off. It can be about going to sleep easier at night, you know, and not laying awake in bed. So wherever it is for you, I mean, ultimately, you may want to re-listen to this episode a couple of times and just really get clear on where you are, where you want to be, who the person is that you need to be to become there. Like what sort of decisions do they need to make? And what ones do they, what, what activities or decisions do they need to stop making? I mean, maybe another topic we can do next episode, Iggy, is actually how to set up yourself up in a successful environment. Because we know that that can be hugely important as well. Being around the right people, you know, that kind of thing can be huge. So we won't delve into that. But if you can get better at assigning yourself key tasks that are going to move the needle and aggressively eliminating the ones that won't from your daily schedule, you're going to be a much happier and more successful person. Any any final thoughts from you, Iggy? For those of you guys who are starting out, there's some like $10 tasks that you're doing that you can't necessarily afford to outsource. Yeah. Do those at the very end of your day. 
right? So make sure you're knocking out the most important tasks in the beginning, at the beginning of your day to build momentum and then close it out with a simple administrative task that you can eventually outsource to a VA or an assistant when you have enough cash in the business to be able to make those type of key hires and start to do those outsourcing. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, that's a great place to end it. Now, guys, thanks for listening today. If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, please give us a five-star review if you feel that's fair and also leave leave a comment. We'd love it if you're listening on uh, YouTube to like and subscribe to the channel. And the other thing is, just so you're all aware, we have a an amazing free Facebook group called Seven Figure Fitness Business. We're going to drop the link in the show notes. And basically what we're doing is we're pr- putting out a lot of free and very valuable content in that group every single week that can help you save more time, get started with your online fitness business and start making money for free. So if you are interested in actually going online or perhaps doing it better, um, it's a great place to go and look and we're going to be continuing to drop free value in there over the coming weeks and months. So please go check it out. 